0: welcome to the white ice podcast come tag along with us on this journey through topics discussions and dialogue to try and make sense of this world we live in with your host vincent harris And I am. I'm strange and I'm unusual. But one of the things that I know about this place is that I stand right now in the geographic center of Wiley College. This is the heart of the college. This is the soul of the college. And the chapel was built here so that we would all gather in a common place that would give us opportunity To bind our souls together in love. Whatever your religious persuasion is or might be, this is the place. So I am so happy and so grateful that we are in this place. Amen? Amen. I want to thank um, Chaplain Robinson and Dr. Felt. I'm just grateful for you all inviting me here. I don't get a lot of invitations to preach, so you all may know after I finish that, but we won't ask him to come back anymore. But Houston isn't that far away, and I'll come anytime, and it doesn't matter what the occasion. To all my students, I've got some students out there. Would y'all stand up? Just, I don't know who you are, where you are, but stand up. If you were, if you were in my classes and when, when you're teaching here, yeah. So there's one. Anybody else? Got- And I thought Minnie was here, but I guess she's not here today. All right, y'all know Minnie Murray. Yeah, she she was one of my bad students. So don't tell her I said that. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit. us with your power that we might do the work that God has called us to do collectively. That we might be also individuals who experience once again a newness of life and how we might bind others together. We know that our world is broken and torn and we ask that you, O God, help us lead to healing. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen? Wake up, everybody. What day is it? I came in 25 years ago. My son, my youngest son, wasn't even a year old yet. And he sent me this quote this morning to start my song. So y'all excuse me if it's beyond some of y'all's understanding. There's a movement we've been grooving on. You can move or stay your asleep. Did you get it? I don't know how many of you were a part of Black Lives Movement. Black Lives Matter. Black lives that were part of an onslaught. How many of you know who Trayvon Martin was? How many of you know who Eric Gardner was? How many of you understand that these young men and Michael Brown and many others were part of a movement that many of us didn't know was going on? Mark Twain had a quote. His quote is, he died at 30. We buried him at 60. The walking dead. 30 years walking dead. The walking dead. You have to know that people who have quit learning are dead. I was talking with my mother the other day, and she gave me information that I didn't really understand. But she said, when I was five years old, they bought a set of World Book Encyclopedia and Childcraft. Go across the street to the library, for those of you who don't know what a World Book is. But in World Book, what I could do is that I could, I could, I could go around the world in the World Book. I could, I could learn about people from other countries. I, I could find my favorite nursery rhymes. I could even do a book report or two. But, but the issue of the World Book was that it was biased. There were no people who wrote in World Book who looked like me or you. She knew it was biased, but she wanted us to know everything that we could about the world, even if it wasn't true in the world. I learned a lot that wasn't true, but I also understood that I could learn more about the world if I knew just something of a foundation of where I was in the world. I remember this. Stolen Carmichael said, we're tired of waiting. Every time black people try to move in this country, they're forced to defend their position beforehand. It's time that white people do that. They ought to start defending themselves as to why they have oppressed and exploited us. A man was picked up as a slave for one reason, the color of his skin. We are oppressed because we are black. He died at 30. He buried at 60. Somehow I equate this quote with the reality of many communities around the country today. Most of what used to be vibrant communities are now a formal reflection of themselves. Urban and rural communities are dispossessed and are among the walking dead. And most people have quit learning. They have, along with their leaders, transitioned into a slumber that detaches from all reality and the world. Hear these words of Jesus from Mark's Gospel. Therefore, keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midday or at cockcrow, or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. And what I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. Or in other words, stay woke. Stay woke. I, I, I'm still celebrating, commemorating Dr. King's birthday. I do it for a month, I don't don't just do it for the day, I I try to go 15 to 15, and and one of the things that he said in a quote that was part of some literature uh, back in the day, he said this about a famous literary character. Here it is, I am sure that most of you have read the arresting little story from the pen of Washington Irving entitled Rip Van Winkle. The one thing that we usually remember about the story is that Rip Van Winkle slept for 20 years. But there's another point in that story that's almost completely overlooked. It was the sign in the end from which Rip went up the mountain for his long sleep. When Rip Van Winkle went up the mountain, the sign had a picture of King George III. When he came down 20 years later, the sign had a picture of George Washington. When Rick Van Winkle looked up a picture of George Washington, he didn't understand what was going on. He didn't know who George Washington was. Dr. King says, and this reveals to us that the most striking story about Rick Van Winkle is merely not that Rip slept 20 years. But he slept through a revolution. While he was peacefully snoring up on the mountain, a revolution was taking place that at points would change the course of history. And Rick knew nothing about it. He was asleep. Yes, he slept through a revolution. Dr. King said that one of the great liabilities of life is that too many people find themselves living amid a great period of social change, and yet they fail to develop new attitudes, new mental responses, that the new situation demands. They end up sleeping through revolutions. Somebody measure your name and say, stay woke. Okay, does your husband say stay woke? What, what revolution are you sleeping through? What, what revolution are you sleeping through as an HBCU? Are you sleeping through chronic racism? Are you sleeping through Unlimited academic freedom? Are you sleeping through civil-human relationships? Are you sleeping through global community engagement? What are you sleeping through as an HBCU? What, What revolution are you sleeping through while in college? What are you sleeping through as a college? Are you connected to your community? Are you bringing contemporary approaches to education? Do you understand the demographic realities of your community, urban and rural, where you come from and where you are? What individual revolution are you sleeping through? Oh, wake up! Not just joke, we want to sleep. <laughs> Sleeping through revolution. If you're here, you're here to be awake and communities and religious faith organizations you need to be won this is a time of revolution you know what Michael says, revolutions mean bloodshed but nobody's wanting to be killed today nobody wants to die for what they believe in today everybody wants to stay way, and nobody wants to give up anything so that people can move forward It's time for a revolution, a revolution for Blacks and Hispanics and Asians and Native Americans. You know, it's time for a revolution. Even for whites, we need to wake up. We're dominated by malevolent politics and also racist policies. Wake up! You are the next generation. No, you are this generation that keeps people awake to know that God is moving and that life is changing. You're not static. You shouldn't be static in your life today. People are still talking about y'all, you know. They think that you're lazy. They think that you're shiftless. They think that you don't care about life at all, that all you want is a handout. All you want is somebody to give you a aid delay until you can get through school and not get a job and sit at home and watch TV. They think you're not awake. And, and it seems like when you sit here sometimes, it's like, oh, we're just here because we can be here. Are you awake? Got one way for you. One. And then all I need is one. All is one. Hear these words from the Book of Acts, real quick. I got six minutes. Somebody holler out six minutes. Chapter twenty. Verses 7 through 12. On the first day of the week, as we gathered together for a meal, Paul was holding a discussion with them. Since he was leaving the next day, he continued talking until midnight. I won't be here until midnight. There were many lamps in the upstairs room where we had gathered a young man named Judas was sitting in the window. He was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. When he was sound asleep, he fell from the third floor and died. Paul went down, fell on him and embraced him, then said, don't be alarmed, he's alive. Then Paul went back upstairs and ate. He talked for a long time, right up until daybreak, then he left. They took the young man away alive and they were greatly comforted. I want to give you seven pillars, real quick, in six minutes, five and a half. Seven pillars to stay awake, to stay warm. The first one is urgency. Urgency. Paul was leaving the next morning and he had to tell everything that needed to be told in that 24-hour period. You are at a point in your life where you have to be urgent about everything you learn in these next four to five years. This is not time for you to be asleep. This is time for you to be awake and be urgent about where am I going in my life? How will I support myself? How will I change my community? What can I do to be different? It's an urgent time for you. In this place, you're not going to be here forever. You're not going to be like me. It took me six years to get out of college. Six. Why? I know since are urgency. Man, I was on campus. I had financial aid. It didn't matter. Urgency. The second pillar is setting. Setting. You know, How many of you stay up late at night in smoke filled rooms? (laughs) Your setting is significant because if you're staying up late at night in smoke filled rooms and it's hot in those rooms, a lot of times. Very good. It's capacity. Capacity. How much can a body take? Unicus was in the window. Paul kept talking much like I'm talking today. I know many people say, Lord, have mercy with that man. Shut up. But Paul didn't understand that the audience had needs, and I know you got needs. But, but I can't just push you over the edge. And what happened to Unicus said he fell asleep listening to all. Very good things to say. We are in danger of dropping off to sleep because we don't understand that you have to have capacity to move and to be energized. Fourth pillar. falls out the window and when he falls out the window for whatever reason I know God probably visited Paul's bed he's talking, talking, talking but he falls out the window everybody says he fell Paul rushed him down to where Eutychus is and he picks him up and he said don't worry about him, he's alive he's alive because Paul was an agent of resurrection from God Paul had come to say these are the things that Christ did. I want you to see them and know them. And when he picked them up alive, it was God's power. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you're not working in the power of God, you have no resurrection for your life. If you're not in God's power, there's no resurrection in your life. God is better than all things, including our ourselves. Anybody ever made a mistake? Fifth pillar. Flexibility. Sometimes you got to change your plan to get done what needs to be done. You can't always do it the same way. Sometimes you have to revise your plans. I'm moving on. Sixth pillar. Obedience. Obedience. Do what you need to do to heed the call of God. Do what you need to do to heed the call of God. And the last pillar is community. Community. When when, 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 when Paul raised Eutychus from the dead, and Paul went back upstairs and started his discourse again, Paul left that next morning, but somebody had to take care of Eutychus. Somebody had to you Somebody had to be with him through that process and what happened with you is that he had a community to walk with. Are you walking with your community? Is your community walking with you? Seven pillows. Urgency. Setting. Capacity. Power. Flexibility. Obedience and Paul took on the attitude of Christ. He didn't believe in his own power. But he believed that he knew all things through Christ who strengthened him. I believe we have taken on a scarcity attitude in relationship to the all-powerful God. We fall asleep and die leaning on our own understanding. But the Bible says trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume that you know it all. Somebody may have told you that God is not real and faith is just a figment of imagination. That God doesn't care even in the midst of enslavement. God still spoke to those enslaved who were from Africa and told them, even though you're in change right now, you'll be free. I can care. They are, whoever told you, wrong about God. God does not stand aloof, careless or vindictive. God is not as God looks at you and me and says that we're twisted and are evil. God loves us. God cares beyond your understanding. From the day of resurrection, the fight against death and evil and hate and sin and loneliness has been a new thing. We are awake because God has woken us. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. But God proves his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If God is for us, who is against us. I urge and encourage you to embrace your own authority and consider these skills, these pillars as you move forward in life. Urgency, setting, capacity, power, flexibility, obedience and community. You are God's special agents in the world. Through Christ you can do all things. In fact, just like Paul, you can make somebody live again. You can go in and teach somebody how to read. You can go in and give somebody encouragement. You can God has given you the power to choose. You can stay sleep or you can be woke. You can use your power of choice. Choose to love rather than hate. Choose to laugh rather than cry. Choose to create rather than destroy. Choose to persevere rather than quit. Choose to praise. Rather than gossip, choose to heal rather than wound, choose to act rather than procrastinate, choose to grow rather than write, choose to pray rather than curse, choose to live rather than die. You are more than a human being. You are a human becoming. This is truly your season to be woke. But do one thing for me. As Jesse Jackson said in his 1984 Democratic Convention speech, exercise the right to dream. You must face the reality that which it is, but the dream of the reality that ought to be, that must be. Live beyond the pain of reality with the dreams of a bright tomorrow. Use hope and imagination as weapons of survival and progress. Use love to motivate you and elevate you to serve the human. Family, your time has come. It is your season. Don't quit. Don't give up. Stay woke. for joining us today on the white ice podcast we have more episodes coming soon blessings and peace